Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. And I'm the other host, Chris. Hi, other host, Chris. Hello, host, Anthony. Here on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast, we watch and review straight-to-stream science fiction and science fiction-adjacent media, movies, TV shows, whatever, whatever. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I've had a fun-filled day working. How about you? Yeah, my day was pretty good. This is Thursday. We recorded yesterday on Wednesday for another movie, and the day was significantly different in terms of temperature and weather. Uh, (laughs) Yes, it was, but it's that time of year. It's pretty... Yeah. Well, I, we say so. that. I feel like <laughs> 10 out of the 12 months of the year, I'm like, well, it's just that time of year. It's pretty chaotic. <laughs> Ups and downs, cold and hot. I think it's just where we live. Yeah. But today was a different day with a different movie. Why don't you tell mm. the people what we watched? We watched the 2017 Shashchikniki. Yes. Zashchikniki. Um, that's what it is in Russian, I assume. Guardians, 2017 is a 2017 Russian superhero film directed by Russian-Armenian filmmaker Sarek Andreasian, starring Sebastian Sisak, Anton Pampushny, Sanjar, Madiev, Alina Lenina, that's not confusing, Alina Lenina, Valeria Shriknado, Shrik, no, Shrikrando, and Stanislav Shirin. I admit, they missed somebody. What, what year uh, was it? Sanjar Maddy as well. I'm sorry. You said that. What what year is it from again? 2017. (laughs) 2017. All right. All right. So this is our second Russian film. And the last Russian film was Iron Mask or V2 Journey to China. I think it was a joint Russian-Chinese film with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan and very, very different than this movie. Mm -hmm. I watched the English dub that that was created by Shout factory there's an exclamation point in their name that is on imdb tv a service that i didn't know existed before watching this did you watch the english dub or were you did you find a sub version of it i did also watch the english dub mainly because i couldn't find another version Mm. on amazon prime it looked like you could get either version they're listed separately but on imdb tv it looked like they only had the dub so I also didn't feel like paying for it. <laughs> no, no. So for y'all who also are just now finding out that IMDb TV exists, it is kind of like Crackle. Oh, that's amazing. Everything's free to watch, but has ads in it. So I did pay by watching about eight, nine minutes worth of ads throughout the movie. Normally, the runtime's only an hour and 30 minutes. Crackle. That is a name I have not heard in a long, long time. Oh, yes. I remember not being able to afford a real streaming service. If it wasn't on Crackle, I didn't watch it. Is Crackle still around? I don't know. Actually, yes, I do. I think it is. But there's a lot of this free streaming services now, right? IMDb TV, Plex does that now. Mm-hmm. I think Crackle is still around. So It is, yes. Mm-hmm. It's owned by Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, the people who write all those like chicken soup for the teenage soul, chicken soup for the... Oh, I forgot those existed. Wow. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of callbacks throwbacks, to things yeah. that I'd wish that I'd... Yeah, throwbacks. <laughs> there you go. To things I'd wish I'd forgotten. Anyways, uh, so Guardians 2017 is a has been called the Russian Avengers. I don't think that's entirely unfair, but I also think that it sets a, a bar that it obviously is never going to reach. Over on IMDb... It has a rating of 4.0 out 
out of 10 stars with almost just shy of 12,000 reviews and sitting at a, a median score also of four. So it's just below average. Did you have the Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic reviews? I was only able to find the Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. But it's 33% rotten based on 12 critical reviews, uh, 24% audience score based on 100 reviews and there is no consensus oh wow i do have a blurb oh give, give me that blurb a team of former soviet superheroes assembled during the cold war to combat a dangerous scientist comma is dispatched against destructive robots wow uh so they use the word assemble in there good for them <laughs> on imdb the blurb is during the cold war an organization called quote patriot created a superhero squad which includes members of multiple Soviet republics. For years, the heroes had to hide their identities, but in hard times, they must show themselves again. That's that's all right. That's the, I think those are decent blurbs. They set the premises up fairly well. There's a lot to unpack here, but I think what I'd like to start with, Chris, is your initial thoughts and opinions. This movie was not good. <laughs> and I'm, I'm being serious. I know we joke around a lot when it comes to some of the bad movies we watched, but this is not a good movie. There are some things that I will give Sarek, the director, credit for. I want to save those for just a minute. So I did some research after watching this movie. Apparently, this is one of the worst movies ever made. And I'm not, you know, mm. using hyperbole. I'm, I'm not being disrespectful. I'm, I'm not being sarcastic. It is genuinely considered one of the worst movies ever made. Hmm. It was released to overwhelmingly negative critical reception. 24% audience score will say it. The main reasons why it was criticized is for just having the, the story as derivative as you can get. There are no good actors in this movie. None. Maybe there were some background extras that were pretty good, but for the most part, I, I didn't like it. There are gaping plot holes. There's some massive continuity errors. Some of the CGI was almost unwatchable. I think I've already, I, I messaged you the title for this movie, Fantastic Boar, and I'm pretty sure we're, <laughs> that's what I'm going to stick with. It made $15 million, $15.1 million based on a $5.4 million budget. So it did technically make money. Well, maybe. Yeah. However, in 2017, Enjoy Movies, which was the production company behind this film, filed for bankruptcy. And there was apparently going to be a sequel where they were going to get a, another hero from China. Oh. But that never happened. And Sarek Andreasian was asked why Guardians 2 is never going to come out, and he said that Deadpool 2 was at fault for everything. What? Mm-hmm. Not sure why that's the case. I mean, maybe because it had Colossus in it, and he couldn't get the rights to Colossus. Is that what he's saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I said, there are some high points, but I'll save those for a little later because they're far past my initial thoughts and opinions. So, uh. But yeah, how about you? I don't think that I can accurately judge the acting in the movie like you have. All but one of these actors are at least a little bit established. I think uh, the two least established actors are uh, Nikolai Shestak, who only has five acting credits, of which Guardians is his first one. Uh, he plays Theodore. I'm just not... I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing all of these names. I, I'm not. It's not intentional. It's all just ignorance on my part. It's a different. It's a different language. Russian words are different. <laughs> yep, they're just different. He only has four things since then, mostly television. A lot of a lot of television actually. And then Stanislav Shirin has two acting credits, 
one in 2016 for something called All About Men, and then he played the the main villain in, in this movie. And he hasn't acted since. And I would say he has the worst presence out of everyone here. Everyone else has, what's this, 68 action credits. 14, 28, 26, 30. So I don't want to say that they're bad actors. And it's hard because the dub definitely reads as somebody reading a script and not actually watching the movie. The motions of the actors do not match the tone of the voices whatsoever. So some things that might be just cheesy and campy, but yeah. also fun, just come across as cheesy, campy, and bad. So I, I'm willing to give it a little bit where it could be better if I, you know, spoke and understood Russian. That's what the Russian media said. The Russian media oh, you were said quoting. there was bad acting. Oh, you were quoting. My bad. <laughs> so Okay. I mean, it, well, the, the voice acting is not good. Oh, no, it is absolutely <laughs> horrible. Just, oh my goodness, bad. Yeah. yeah, just very flat. Like I said, it feels like somebody's just reading from a book. But I've heard more emotion in audio dramas. I don't I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not great. I thought that the cinematography was above average for a lot of these lower budget action movies we watch. They cut a little too often in some of the action sequences. However, there's also a lot of CGI, so I understand why they might have needed to do that so i don't hold it against them as much as i would something like mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. i liked the superpowers i guess i liked all but one of the superpowers you have the guy who's super fast who uses swords that don't make any sense i liked the way they they did his fast effect sometimes everything slows down around him but for the most part it just looks like he's teleporting because he's so fast i thought that was really really interesting because it's not it's not something that's been done a whole lot with other speedsters and other television movies and it's also probably lower budget way of doing it so i thought it was pretty clever i like that we got another werebear all of a sudden werebear <laughs> yeah because we had we had one in yasuke last month and then we had this one and he is able to like stop himself partway through and they alluded to the fact that he's if he keeps transforming he might get stuck as a bear eventually which is interesting and a, a little bit of a different different take i really really liked the geomancer that's all he was that was awesome he lur? was it lur lur yes lur the geomancer armenian for mountain oh interesting oh, that makes sense so he's able to he has telekinesis but only with rocks don't read too much into it he's like an earthbender yeah like an earthbender if you've ever watched that show which all the cool kids have it's a great show, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm told. He's really, really cool. Like he made, uh, he made, he just picked up rocks and used them as armor on himself, and like put them around his fists to hit people with. Later on, he's he's able to. He has a device that puts an electrical field in between all of the rocks that he's floating around, so he's able to use a shield, use it as a shield and a whip. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. I love the implementation of all of those characters' superpowers and abilities. They eventually give the werebear spoilers for a movie you're never going to watch. They eventually give the werebear a mounted machine guns that go wherever he's pointing, I guess, whatever his rage is focused at and shoot them. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm down. All of those powers are really cool. The way they use those powers is really, really interesting. I thought that the action sequences were good. I actually didn't have a problem with any of the CGI. There's a few instances of, oh, that's obviously CGI. That's obviously, but I've seen so much worse CGI doing this podcast that for a $5 million budget, for something as big as they were trying to do, I didn't hold it. I won't hold it against them. And then you have the last superpowered character on the good guys team, a woman who can turn herself invisible in water. 
and regulate her body temperature. Eventually, she gets a suit. Once again, spoilers for a movie you're never going to watch. She gets a suit that allows her to turn invisible whenever and the ability to turn things that she touches invisible, which should have been her power all along. There's absolutely yeah. no reason for her to have been so cruddy compared to everyone else. And then when the, and she's a martial arts master because the, the boys in the team taught her how, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she turns invisible and punches people that have guns and just give her a gun. I wrote it down in my notes. Just give the invisible woman a gun. Give her a couple of pistols. Why well, don't yeah. I don't know? Because the ninja, the guy who used the word kung fu in the movie. <laughs> My brother was an expert in kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> That's a line. That he a says line. that. He I says know. that actually in the movie. Yes. yes. Anyway, I challenged my brother to a fight. She was worthless. They should have let her be. I don't understand why they even like it doesn't matter. I hated her character. I hated how she was used in the movie. So I'll, there's some good things there. There's some bad things there. The villain is absolutely horrible. Not only is the actor, I suspect, I, you know, I, I suspect that he if he is an actor on other things, I, he might be a stage actor. The way he presented himself and held himself in front of the camera and moved around, I could see how that might be. It's just different, you know, on a stage versus film. He's got two credits. I know, but they don't, IMDb doesn't put stage yeah. acting credits on there, so it's hard to know. Yeah. Um, I wish it did. That would be, I mean, put it in a different section. That would be great just to um, know what other people have done. Because sometimes people come out of nowhere, seemingly, looking at IMDb, they come out of nowhere and suddenly blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, they were stage actors. They went to this school, yada, yada, yada. I found a German Wikipedia page for Stanislav Shirin. Oh, and? Sharin graduated from the Russian Academy of Theater Arts in 2011 and then took part in the ensemble of the Roshkaya Theater. So, sorry, did you say he graduated? Yes, from a theater school. So yeah. there is a solid chance that his, yeah. he is a stage actor as well. So, I, I, okay, suspicions confirmed. He's not good in this movie. And to make it worse, his character is not good in this movie. The villain in this movie is the biggest nerd you've ever met like think of all of the negative stereotypes about nerds right well actually i'm really smart and everyone needs to know how smart i am so he's gonna destroy cities and kill people this is the dumbest thing Uh, not only is he gonna do that but he's going to do that using a space station hammer which is a apparently a soviet space station that can destroy cities and it's too high to be reached by terrestrial weapons but also it has literal hammer sticking out of it just in case you forgot that it's called space station hammer uh give me a moment i'm i'm so upset and then there's a bubble there's a bubble force field around this tall and t- tower that he's sitting on top of at the end of the movie that he's using to transmit his signal out into space to control the space station. There's a giant bubble force field around it, but it's only around the top of the tower. And they send the superhero team in to go deactivate the the force field so they can shoot rockets at it. At a guy who's already demonstrated the ability to control machines, of which rockets are machines. (laughs) But Chris, Chris, can you answer a question for me, Chris? I will attempt to do so. I know that this movie came out in 2017 because you've Mm -hmm. said it several times. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe they just weren't smart back then. Like, I can't really remember 2017. It's all a blur to me. If what you need to destroy is at the top of a tower and you can't hurt the top of the tower because of whatever, 
in this case a force field, an impenetrable force field. What do you do to take out that tower? Well, me, are you asking me? You, yes, you. If you were in charge of this operation, what would you have done to take out that tower? Would you have sent in a covert group of superheroes to destroy the generator? Yes. No. <laughs> well, uh, there's another plot hole th- that you haven't even mentioned. Well, I'm I'm uh, getting worked up. <laughs> okay. This is the big one. This is the one that ticked me off the whole last act okay. of the movie. Okay. Okay. What would you do? Answer my question, Chris. Mm. What I would do is use a guy who has the ability to manipulate <clears throat> the earth, and I would cause an earthquake and cause oh. that building to collapse. Oh, so that's what they eventually do, but like, how hard would it have been to just shoot rockets at well the bottom they of try the sh- tower? The bottom of they the- try shooting rockets. No, they shoot rockets at the force field. Right. And they go, oh, there's an impenetrable force field. We can't get through. Yeah, the one superhero literally walks into the parking garage at the bottom. He could have just they could have all just walked into the parking garage at the bottom of the building, planted a bunch of explosives, and walked out. Oh yeah, no, I know there that. There would have been nothing. There's no reason for them to attack the top of the tower when the bottom of the tower is vulnerable. Like, it's like my little brother played with Legos when we grew up. And if I want to tick, tick him off, do you think I knocked off the top of the tower if I was upset with him and wanted to make him mad? Or do you think I hit the bottom of the tower he was building? So Neither because niece, I was a great brother. <laughs> yeah, whatever. My niece came to visit a, a month ago and we bought we bought a little knockoff Jenga thing. Okay. And I kept beating her because what I would do is she would go for like the the mid blocks and i kept pulling out the ones at the bottom and eventually forcing her to grab one and it would collapse and she was like why do you keep winning and i'm like cuz you're not getting the ones from the bottom yep <laughs> so these people never play jenga no the reason the reason why they couldn't use rockets against the bottom of the tower is cuz the guy's at the top of the tower so and since he has the ability to control machines he would just divert the rockets away he he can't he can't look at both directions at once. No, There's I know. a lot of rockets available to the Russian military. Like a lot. I know. I know. All right. But they can only get one plane. My plot hole is Khan is sweet. Like he swings around from this plane, right? There's some soldiers that are shooting at the other three. And he cuts the cable that's holding them up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which causes the soldiers to fall to their death. So why didn't he just do it to all the cables and, oh, cause, the ta- and yeah. cause that antenna to fall to the ground? I, there's that too. You're right. I'm just, I'm just trying to say that we didn't need superheroes this entire time. Second plot hole. Instead of using rockets, why don't they just use really big guns? Yeah. (laughs) That would also work. Do do cannons not exist in this world? Do anti, no, they're (laughs) anti-aircraft weapons. Do, because we saw anti-aircraft weapons out of the cool spider mech things. I actually liked the design of the spider mechs. They were talking about them having a artificial intelligence combat system in them and then they immediately turned on them and my first note of the movie is oh well, my second note of the movie is huh they didn't take long for the ai to go rogue it turns out <laughs> that the the evil villain scientist guy with the rubber suit was controlling them or whatever my first note of the movie was oh they have a theme song wow i hope it's better in russian <laughs> <laughs> i got this is just is just a funny little tidbit the cinema foundation of russia which gave the budget for this movie, sued the company demanding the return of investment. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, here's another pothole. If it's a magnetic force field, how come the buildings don't collapse? Man, 
If it's a magnetic force field, how does signals get through it, man? I don't know, man. We're gonna. I'm not gonna talk about the physics of force fields. We're gonna break down like every major no, 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 no. science fiction. A, a a plane is flying towards the force field, and he banks, and mm. he can't bank fast enough. Or he he's while he's turning, you see his hand like on the stick trying to turn. His plane moves towards the force field. I I hate to break it to a lot of people out there. There is metal in buildings. <laughs> Most of them are built with steel reinforced concrete. So if a plane can be pulled towards a magnetic force field, why are the buildings around this magnetic force field not being pulled in? I'm just I mean, asking. You know, I'm not I don't know. Are the are the know. cables are the giant cables not made out of metal? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Why did they send that scientist by himself to the, the clone lab? Uh, why was he by himself? I don't know. <laughs> Why does every evil villain have to call their army of clones their children? <laughs> why does this guy who wears no body armor, why can't he just get shot in the head? I don't know. So many times, right? <laughs> Besides wanting to look like the villain from Iron Man 2, this guy yeah. is just walking around without any sort of body armor. Like, if his greatest power is his brain remove the brain from the equation with the 50 caliber bullet. <laughs> Why can't we? I don't understand. I don't understand. It's right. I got more questions. I think that this podcast is just going to be a lot of questions. Let's I'm say, ready to answer your question. Let's say you're a werebear. <laughs> I know you want to be a werebear. So I've let's never just... wanted to be anything more than that. <laughs> let's say you're a werebear and you know you're about to go into battle, like you're prepping to go into battle and you know you're going to go into your partial werebear form so you're bulletproof and can run really fast and throw people around, right? Sure. That's yeah, the plan. Yeah. Werebear. Yeah, you're gonna you're just a werebear doing werebear things, right? <laughs> do you or do you not take your shirt off before you start transforming? No. Leave it on. Every single time. You're just gonna leave it on. Every single time. That is yeah. that is a waste of resources. Waste of resources. And, and my werebear it, it my, my pre werebear shirts would only be Hulkamania shirts. <laughs> taking a sip of water when you said that almost choked to death oh god so when i transform i go and i yell out brother oh it was just spit water all over the mic oh goodness oh oh goodness okay all right so apparently i'm wrong and wanting to be able to put a shirt on at the end of the mission gotcha gotcha well i don't understand how he still has pants Oh, that's next on my list. He does it twice. Okay. He transforms into a full bear, rips his pants and boots, and then we have our what magically reappearing pants and boots. <laughs> I mean, all right. Why not? He also uses the word full bear mode at one point. <laughs> and it's my second favorite line in the entire movie, hands down. When I go full bear mode. And I just started laughing. I don't even hear what he said next. Uh. Something about being stuck as a bear and he's sad about it and he wants to talk to the professor, yada, yada, yada. Uh. And then the evil villain walks in the room with the professor. So like they're close to each other. I, I don't know. Uh. My favorite line, he says, I challenged my brother to a fight and I, I beat him unconscious and he never woke up. Yeah, I, I, th I think what you're looking for is I killed my brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's what you're looking for there, God. <laughs> yes. That is exactly what he meant. <laughs> and then she goes, uh, sorry for your loss. <laughs> uh, 
Now, in his defense, in his defense, I'm going to defend it a little bit. He beat him up a little too much because they were fighting. They were sparring each other. He went a little bit too far, knocked him unconscious, right? Which isn't murder yet. And then he died later, right? It's not like he beat him till he was dead. He beat him and he was like, oh, crud. And then took him to the hospital and then he died. I feel he is directly responsible oh, for his death. Oh, absolutely. But I'm Man, just, I'm, manslaughter at worst. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you're in an MMA fight, and you knock the other guy unconscious, and then he ends up dying because of it, because of oh, previous concussions. Okay. Is that the so, other fighter's fault? Was this sanctioned? That's, was there a, was sh- there a referee in this encounter? I I don't know. I mean, I if it's between two brothers, so Anymore. I guess that's the difference. Like, so if it, if it's an MMA fighter and a sanctioned event with you know you got medics on on stand, you got everyone on stand, you got medics on hand, you got referees, you got coaches, you've got all sorts of waivers signed. I don't think that other MMA fighter is legally or oh, immorally no. can be held responsible. No, no, no. I, but if it's a backyard brawl, yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I don't know, man. I know it's a little off topic, but if I remember correctly, there's only one instance in which someone involved in a boxing match or or, or sanctioned fight has ever been charged. Oh, really? With like assault. I'm not gonna forget the. Guy, I'm not gonna remember the guy's name, but the fighter who was charged had dipped his. Because what they do is they wrap their hands. Because yeah, you don't want to hurt your knuckles. You need to be able to fight like, yeah, yeah, yeah. again. He had he had dipped them in plaster of Paris. Oh, so he hit him and with he a had weapon. Removed he removed some of the padding from the glove. Mm. So he like gave this guy brain damage like in the fight. I think he like, yeah. I think he went to jail. But that's also using a, a weapon, right? That's not yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I no, that's that, what I'm saying. That's sense, the only yeah. time I can recall. A sanctioned fight ever involving that, but I mean, interesting. I don't know how long that's been going on. Yeah. I could be completely. There could be another one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Sure. We're just speaking anecdotally. Yeah. All right. I'd like to share another fun fact of this movie. Yeah. Please give me another fun fact. On its first day, the movie grossed over eighty-three million rubles. I don't. And two hundred and thirteen million rubles in its first four days, but it dropped ninety percent on its second weekend, down to twenty-one million rubles. And the gross dropped 90% every weekend after that. So the budget was 320 million ruples. Is, is that yeah. what they're called? Yeah. So yeah. I know how much did it make its opening weekend? Uh, it made 213 in its first four days. All right. It almost paid itself back in the, in the first weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah. I say almost. You know, one thing that I, I realized recently when we talk about budgets is that budget that's given is really just the budget for, isn't it just the budget for producing the movie? Or does it also include marketing? I don't know. Because if it includes the marketing one, good. But if not, then I could see how even though it looks like it made money, it didn't. Look, I'm going to say something controversial. Oh, please. Please do. I don't think all the information we get out of Russia is 100% accurate. Well, I'm just talking in in general from film. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know if the budget is – like I'm not saying that someone's altered it intentionally. I'm just saying – on this Wikipedia page, is this the only place we have the budget information? Right. Someone wrote five point four million, so that literally could be just the production budget. We have no idea of marketing, right? Or anything but I mean, else. In, that, that's what I meant. I get what you, but I mean, in general, bigger outside of just yeah. Guardians, the film from two thousand seventeen. I don't know. When I look at a budget on IMDb or on Wikipedia, I just didn't know if it included, you know, marketing or not. So, all right, that's uh-huh. a. If y'all know, please let us know. So that'd be interesting. I'd be, I'd sci-fi be interested wise guys at gmail.com. Sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com. You got it. So can we address the big elephant in the room of how this movie is pretty much Fantastic Four, but in Russia? I mean, is it Fantastic Four? Yeah. <laughs> 
No, <laughs> I, I, mean, I will admit that I the newer Fantastic Four movie never saw it. The older not Fantastic, Fantastic Four stick. No, the older Fantastic Fours. I saw the the first one. I think maybe once, and the second one I saw the first ten minutes and turned it off. So I don't, and I'm not a reader of comics, so I, I only vaguely know. I know who the Fantastic Four are, but I don't really know yeah. anything about their story after their origin. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I never saw the first one in theaters. I saw the second one while I was on a date when it was in theaters. And then I saw the first one after the fact. The only difference is really, besides the fact that a lot of their powers are different, is that instead of this being like a family that went into space and was bombarded by cosmic radiation, they were all experimented on by the government, right? Yeah, a much more likely scenario. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just like, you've got your invisible person, you know, you've got your big brooding tank thing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Fantastic isn't in this movie, but Lur kind of is a stand-in because he has the ability to manipulate things away from him. So where he's throwing a bunch of easily avoidable rocks at somebody, it's like if you punched your hand 20 feet away from your body, right? Right, right. Uh, And the only one that really is out of place is Khan, who, you know, he's he's not the human torch, but he can move so fast he can teleport. So I don't know which one's a better power. Yeah. But they're fighting Dr. Doom. Right? That's I mean, what this guy Dr. is. Doom is. Dr. August Kuratov, right? Dr. Like, Doom is so much more interesting. Well, I'm not going to debate that. No, I think, uh, yeah, okay. I was, thinking, right. more of, I was right. thinking more of story beats, but sure. It's just it, it has a lot of Fantastic Four themes. Okay, like, I get you. The, the way the characters act. I get so. you, I get you. I apologize, Dr. Doom, if I offended you by comparing you to Dr. August <laughs> Kuratov. He's a much better character Out than Out of all guy. the people in the Marvel <laughs> universe of comics. I think Dr. Doom's the last one I want to tick off. All right. So you notice that at the beginning, when the movie first started after the theme song and the AI robots, I thought that maybe this was based off an actual comic or based off some other story because we're given about six solid minutes of exposition where this guy basically explains and gives the plot to two other movies that don't exist, but it's necessary to understand the chief motivation of the bad guy and where the good guys come yeah. from. And there, I, there is a comic book. Is there a comic book? Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything about it. Is it a? Well, is it based on the movie, or is the movie based on it? Uh, I think it is pre-release media. Oh, okay. No, that isn't okay. Yeah. Prior to the release of the film, a prequel comic was freely distributed at Comic Con and Comic Con Rush in 2016, titled Guardians Book One. Containing the story of Guardians, the Broken Curtain, and lacking any author credit. <laughs> okay. All right. Ignoring that, then. Like, he gives about two movies worth of exposition. Am I wrong? No. You know, it's it's odd. Because I, I think that a movie with less lofty aspirations would have done a lot better. They could have spent more time with any one or two of these characters instead of trying to have this ensemble cast of seemingly complicated characters, but not able to delve into any of them. Yeah. So the comic depicts the Guardians trying to stop a supervillain named Mano War. Oh, good. From assassinating Soviet leader Leonid Brezhnev. Which sounds like a much more interesting story than what we got. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. No, it is. My, a, a very interesting thing about this movie is it so these are all remnants of the Soviet Union, which right. if I remember correctly, the USSR officially dissolved in 1991 or 1990, something like that. Yeah. 1991. So like they, they keep saying the word Soviet, which 
I mean, there's a lot of like media that exists that I watched growing up as a child because I was born in the 80s. And I mean, I'm sure you absorbed a lot of that too. That the word Soviet was thrown at me a lot because they were the villains du jour. Oh, yeah. It was easy in the 90s to be like, oh, yeah, we need a villain for this movie. Uh, let's make him uh, Russian, but it's yeah. uh, from the 80s, so he's a Soviet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, XKGB. Yeah, I don't know how my movie producer's a skeezy Italian guy, but... Uh, <laughs> So I, I was not expecting that. I really wasn't. I was taken aback. I thought we were going to, like, when they were showing all the experiments, I thought we were going to get, like, a modern-day thing of all these people taken from around the Russian area. Right. So that was kind of cool that the idea that uh, these remnants of the Soviet Union, sp- you know, spread across the world. Because one of them, they find one of them in Siberia, one of them in Armenia, and the other one in Kazakhstan. And then the uh, Zinaya, Water Invisible Woman. Uh, Invisible Water Woman, whatever her name is. Um, Aqua Visible? They find her in Moscow. She's not even trying to hide. No. Which, that's cool. Like, Uh, can we we talk about how quick they were like, we need to find superheroes. 45 (laughs) seconds later, like, we've got leads on all four of them. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I thought it was pretty neat how they would come together. Like, because, I mean, I'm not being controversial. I think a lot of countries that were part of the USSR didn't necessarily appreciate being part of the USSR. I think it's safe to say with our limited knowledge and perspectives that there was a varying amount of appreciation amongst the various republics that made up the USSR. Yeah, well, it's a historical fact. A lot of formerly communist countries immediately became democratic republics. Sure, sure, sure. I thought it was neat that they would still come back. I mean, again, it was to get revenge on the person who made them who they are, but- they could have just said no. They could have been like, oh, let them have Moscow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah. So that, that, that is, is pretty, pretty neat. neat. That is pretty neat. Yeah. So I found the quote about him blaming Deadpool 2 for not having Guardians 2. And I, mm-hmm. I found it in Russian. So I've Google translated. I apologize uh, if it's a little off. I want to read the full quote because I think it might give a little context, but it's still not great. Uh, it says, and this is the director uh, speaking, Sarek Andresian. We had a second part scenario. It has already been written by another screenwriter. And in my opinion, it is unlike the first part strong. We filmed this call about Ferrum later. So that what if, and there would be a call to the second part. So he was, uh, so I guess uh, to take a moment there, there is a, a mid credit sting where someone named Ferrum is kidnapped. Uh, mm-hmm. Whoever head of shield is or Patriot. Sorry. Uh, Ferrum <laughs> is the villain in the second part. Continuing the quote. Uh, but then came the second Deadpool, and the second Deadpool is absolutely our history. So our script, de- he says Defenders 2, I'm guessing that's a translation of Guardians 2, is the second Deadpool. So I guess the scripts were just very similar, and they'd already mm. bought that script, and they couldn't move, they didn't feel like they could move forward with it. I don't know, it seems like an excuse to me, but it gives a little bit more context than just blaming Deadpool 2. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that there's also some mistranslation there, relying on Google and, and my English, so... <laughs> I have a question. What was the general's plan? Which general? So the the one who betrayed everybody and then got choked yeah, out. Yeah, the it? guy who gets everything going, who restarts Patriot. As it turns out, he is actually in cahoots. Yeah, with I already forgot his dang name. Kuratov, Doctor Doom, stand in. Yeah, yeah, Doctor August or something. What was his plan? I think that he was just a crony man. He was just he was trying to be a high level hench. Was he trying to like reignite? Like the Russian war machine? No. Because that's always like a plot device for not just 
the Soviet Union or Russia, but whenever you're faced, like, whenever there's a betrayal within the military, it's always because the military is like, we got to restart aggression. Yeah. We got to go back to the way things were. I don't think so. Um, No. I think he was recruited. I'm sure that it was just money. And then he was like, you told me no one to get hurt. I gave you these guys and blah, blah, blah. And I guess he, the Dr. August or whatever, shirtless man, (laughs) he restarted Patriot in order to find these other superheroes so he could either A, disable them in some way, or B, make them join him, which I think was his initial bit. Uh, yeah, he was trying to recruit them, yeah. He definitely gets any of the movie for not just killing them. Oh, he gets any of the movie for just even having people go and look for his, for the people that could actually stop him. <laughs> like, if that was actually him who started all that, oh my goodness. And also, like, what is what is wrong with your ego that you need to murder all these people so people know how smart you are? As soon as you start murdering people, they're not worried about how smart you are. They're worried if you're going to murder them. His plan isn't even a good plan. He didn't protect the bottom of the tower. He had key cards with his clone commanders. That is a line from the movie. Got to get these key cards from clone commanders. I'm, I don't even, he did punch a bear though. I'm going to give him that. I'm going to give him that. He did like charge at a bear and punch it right in the face. And uh, it worked out for him. I don't think it's ever worked out for any other person in, in the history of mankind. But very good. I have a question. Yes. If you can manipulate rocks, I would assume you could also manipulate rock-like objects, like bricks, maybe, or mm-hmm, stone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe like stone tiles or plates, that type of thing, right? Okay. At one point, Patriot, whose uniforms look exactly like shields. <laughs> says the problem with your power is that rocks aren't available at all times. And so they gave him a a harness that has rocks on it so that he could have rocks. Mm -hmm. Am I missing some logic there? Or does that not make sense? No, Uh, no, it doesn't make sense. Okay. It makes no sense. I just want to make sure that I'm not the one. He's standing on concrete. concrete. (laughs) And I feel like that counts. I mean, maybe it doesn't, but I feel like it does. They're like, it's because you ran out of rocks fighting Dr. August. And it's like, but he has rocks covering his body that are huge. And he's just lobbing rock. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how far out his powers go to, right? Maybe he can't, he can pick up certain, only up to certain size of rocks. Maybe he can't break a rock in half. You know, if it's too far mm. away, he can't. I don't know. He's got the coolest power, but he doesn't use it very well. I think they talk about when they're looking for them, like whenever they're doing the, the, 45 seconds post, we got to find these guys. One of those intelligence officers says, we have reports of a man stopping a landslide. Mm, so, okay. Like, he's, okay. like he's, he says it out loud. Yeah, I kind of remember And then that. later on, when Valerie goes to recruit him, he like shakes his hand. He's like, and then the entire temple that they're in quakes. So, I, yeah, he just got nerfed right away, right? <laughs> Yeah, the devs were like, ah, this guy's too OP. Uh, it's it, it's, it's going to cause a class hot fix. Day two hot him. fix. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here and just, I'm going to go out on a limb and speak for both of us. I usually don't like to do that because you might throw a curveball at me, but I feel pretty confident when I say that this movie is not worth the price of subscription. And, and I, it's free. I, I, I repeat, <laughs> this movie is not worth the price of subscription. <laughs> How can something be free not be worth it? It's, well, watch Guardians. <laughs> if you're curious, yes, go watch this movie. To make it even worse, like not not worse, but just to add a little bit of salt to it, I watched this uh, on my television. I've said before I use a I use an Xbox, a game console to 
as my to do whatever Netflix, Amazon, whatever it is. And the IMDb TV app doesn't have a search function, oh, which they're owned okay. by Amazon, right? Like when I logged in, I logged in with Amazon, my Amazon Prime login. So you'd think that it would have normal app features, but it doesn't have a search function. So I scrolled down until it said action movies, and then I just kept going to the right. Keep going to the right, like 40 movies in, and then I found <laughs> Guardians. I was like, cool, all right. That's how I had I went, I had to go through all that trouble to find this movie and watch it. And then I got to listen to a theme song. And then right when the theme song ended, basically opening credits slash theme song, I had to watch a minute and 50 seconds of commercials, which I, I say yeah. I had to. I didn't have to. I sat through it and was on my phone r- do, writing notes about how theme songs are stupid if you're not James Bond. But all right. So my ad, my, my first ad was a Hotels.com. We are not sponsored by Hotels.com, but if you want to reach out and advertise with us, uh, sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com, was a man being interrogated by his wife. And it's a guy sitting at an interrogation in an interrogation room at a table with his hands behind his back, and this lady slams her fists down, and she's like, where is it? And he pulls his phone out and like starts, and then Captain Obvious shows up. And I was like, oh, this isn't the movie. This is an ad. <laughs> Wait a second. But Hold on. The, <laughs> I think my first ad and the ad that I saw the most was Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis with some sort oh. of, did you not see that one? No. And it's something about chips or Cheetos. And Ashton Kutcher walks in the room and he's like, hey, are you eating my, che- my Cheetos? Or whatever it is. I can't even remember. That's how... Like, I remember the ad, but I don't remember what it was for. Probably not a good ad. And she goes, it wasn't me. He starts asking her, but they're doing it to the tune of It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. Mm, and I liked it every I time. Much it was pretty good. Preferred to see that. Yeah. yeah. And she, uh, at the very end, she goes, no, it was Shaggy. And he's just sitting there. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> cool. I, I, I'm good with it. Anyways, <laughs> Idiot of the Movie is obviously the villain because his plan was dumb. His motivation was dumb. He was dumb. The, we've said it over and over again. No armor. He created his his adversaries. He had a force field that he, I, I, it doesn't matter. He, he's the idiot of the movie. He had the chance to kill his opponents. Yes, and didn't take it. He literally could have killed them. Before he did that, he broke the spine of one opponent and just left him there. Yep. Curb stomp him. Do something. <laughs> do something. Yeah. Do oh, something. How interesting would it have been if he had killed all of them and then Patriot was like, ooh, I guess we got to go with different superheroes and we got a whole different set of superheroes in the, in the next act. Look, I, all right. You, I, want you to, I want you to take a step back and say, how much cooler would have it have been? And you could literally say anything <laughs> and you'd probably be How right. much cooler would it have That's been if I hadn't suggested we watch this movie? <laughs> I don't. I don't think we would have had as much fun. That's fair. As bad as this movie was, and I had a great time. Well, we just want to say thanks for listening. By the time this comes out, our next episode will be our retrospective episode, which will be one year from when we actually released our very first. And if you made it that far with us, we definitely appreciate you going all the way. I want to thanks for everyone for listening. If you liked what you heard, please go on your social media platform of choice and find us. You can follow us and subscribe uh, to our alerts. We update uh, mainline releases every Monday, and then on Thursday, occasionally on a Thursday, we'll do a bonus episode. And uh, you can also find us on your preferred podcasting platform of choice. Like, subscribe, share us with your friends, share us with your enemies. And if you got to go that extra mile, you can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash sci-fi wise guys. You get access to episodes early as well as exclusive patron specific content. Can I let the cat out of the bag of what we're going to do with our first episode. 
Oh yeah, go for it. Oh, we're gonna remaster thirty twenty two and release it to patrons. So you, <laughs> so you can hear us from the beginning with our modern uh, producing techniques. We don't promise it'll be any better, but it'll be there. <laughs> the the movie does not improve. No, I mean the pod maybe, <laughs> maybe not. We'll see. Uh, just like Chris said, I want to thank everyone for listening. It's been a great year, and just remember to stay safe, stay hydrated, and remember always that. Dignity is achieved through friendship. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Oh, no. (sighs) You stole it. That's the line of the movie. It is a line. I rewound it and put subtitles on just to find that at the end. Mm. Say bye, Chris. Bye, Chris. Thanks. Why'd you do that to me? Why'd you do that to me? <laughs> you knew it was coming. Don't lie. <laughs> Dignity is achieved through friendship. What the <laughs> f- does that mean? <laughs> oh my God. I, and you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? The next time I marry somebody, like not, not the next time that I, marry the next somebody, time you officiate time a wedding a ceremony. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm going to use that line. I'm totally going to use it. The dignity is achieved through friendship.